Hello and welcome back to the Kawi podcast. It is episode 12 and as always we're starting with motorsport. Yeah, uh, the Formula One done another double header and this time they took to Austin for the USA Grand Prix at the Circuit of Americas. To be fair, it's one of personal favourites of mine. I don't know why, just something about the track and just everything. I quite yeah. like the uh, US Grand Prix. Um, I have to say this year's a bit of an underwhelming one. Not a few things happened, but not a lot. I think we've been spoiled with our last five races after yeah. the uh, summer break. So I think we sort of drew a couple Dead ones. not so good ones yet. But to start off in uh, FP1, teams were testing out the new 2020 tyres from Pirelli. And from what the feedback I've heard, I don't think the teams are too happy about the tyres. I don't yeah. know what they've said, but apparently this just... Uh, they're not. They're too, not fans. They're not keen on the new tyres at the moment, so I'm sure that Pirelli will be back in the uh, factories in the office and uh, bet. <laughs> sorting that out. But into FP1, there weren't a lot that happened. Like I say, uh, Carlos Sainz was the only person that I really noted down. Uh, all he did was spin in FP1, just didn't even click the barriers, just spun, wasted a set of tyres, but Carl was okay, so he could carry on. Oh, and then his teammate Lando Norris. Just a bit of a funny one. He's driving down the track. He wasn't on a fast lap or anything. He was just either on an out lap or a uh, slow down lap. His headrest came loose. So the whole bit around his head head like he just yeah. jumped up. And he's like, uh, guys, the headrest has come loose. Yeah. <laughs> a bit worrying. If you see the onboard video, you just barely see Lando Norris sat in there. It's just the headrest is all surrounded him. You're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, again, FP2. Not a lot happened, apart from our good old pal Roman Grosjean deciding to crash in the S's. Mm. So Grosjean doing Grosjean things. I'm sure, uh, we'll, see, Grosjean I'm sure we'll see on the drive to survive. Good to Steiner again, saying some lovely words about his drivers. Lovely words. Yeah. Um, FP3, the only other thing to note from FP3, Charles Leclerc went out to do some laps, only just got out of the garage and then he had to stop with engine issues. So he got no running in FP3. So, I don't think Ferrari even came out with what happened, but uh, or at least I didn't see what ca- what happened. But he just had some engine issues, so therefore he couldn't do any uh, FP3. Quali, uh, what I thought was quite sick in uh, Q1, Lando hey, Norris topping the timesheets. Hey. <laughs> I thought that was quite fun to see, to see for that. a midfield team, even though it wasn't where it counted in Q3, but. Good to see them up there with the pace and everything. I loved his post for us. <laughs> Q1, P1, that's what it matters. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, the top three in Q3 were all split by one tenth of a second. Yeah. So Bottas on pole uh, with Vettel second and Verstappen third all split by one tenth. It was quite an entertaining qualifying yeah. session, to be fair. So, yeah, that brings us on to the race. In this race, all Hamilton had to do was score four points in a Mercedes. That does not sound like the hardest task no. in the world, really. The only hard bit was he was starting in P5, which is obviously quite a low-down uh, place for Lewis Hamilton to be. But I think uh, when I get to it, he didn't worry about it too much. Because nope, nope. on the first lap, he gained, I think, four positions. was up into P3 at uh, the end of the first lap. So he knew what he needed to do and knew where he needed to be. So he was A-OK. Yeah. But continuing on with the first lap, uh, coming around after the first turn, we had a bit of a uh, contact between Alex Albon and Carlos Sainz. I saw, I watched a video. It was um, one of the Ferraris came drifting over. I think it was Albon was on the outside of the Ferrari, and I yeah. think it was Sainz was on the outside of Albon. 
So they've come drifting over and then it's just gone three into one where they just uh, haven't had the track room. They've just forced each other off. Oh yeah, everyone's just been forced around. I think it's how that was. Um, and then after that, Vettel just continued to struggle. He just couldn't get his pace going or anything. He dropped six positions or so in the first lap. Dro- or dropped to six, sorry. And uh, he just couldn't get the tyres working or anything. But eventually, in the end, we saw that his rear suspension had failed and he did the little Lightning McQueen as he was yeah. driving down the circuit and had to retire. So not a good weekend for Ferrari in any spec. Um, yeah, and then there was just strategy after that. Not a lot really going on. You had uh, Hamilton leading and Bottas obviously had to overtake him for the lead. bit of controversy with Hamilton and his pit stops where uh, the team called him in, but he decided... He knows best, and he's not going to stop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just course. Hamilton doing Hamilton yep. things. It was it was just that. your typical F one race this weekend where Grosjean was doing Grosjean things, Hamilton was doing some complaining things, and a Mercedes won the race. Yep. So yeah, standard. I say, say Bias won the race. Hamilton was second. Verstappen was uh, third, and with uh, Hamilton finishing second, that allowed him to clinch the uh, drivers' title. Yep. So that's his sixth drivers' title. He's one off Michael Schumacher's record. And that's the SIP consecutive Mercedes championship in the driver's sector in a row. Congratulations. Yeah, well, congratulations to Mercedes. Six years of dominance. Can't say I want to see a seventh year, really. I'd mm-hmm. quite like an entertaining year next year, but next no. year will be what it will be. So, yeah, that's all for the uh, Austin Grand Prix. Now, Jared, if you want to take us on to some uh, news you found, what have we got this time? Uh, it's staying staying within the motorsport thing, but the uh, the news this week is uh, that DTM, the German touring car series thing, has um, introduced the concept for a one thousand horsepower, um, all electric or an all hydrogen series. Meaning that um. Yeah, it was like which it says is like it's, it's quite impressive considering that the DTM cars now that I think are V8. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I'm not. I'm not clued up on my DTM yeah. to be honest. That put about that put out 600 horsepower, and what they're planning on doing, and what you can sort of see in that in the concept, concept picture, yeah. is they're planning on doing robotic pit stops. Just imagine you're going yeah. to the pits and one of your robots stops and you're like, ah, well, now now we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it being a good idea, robotic pit stops, but... I feel like there's so many different things that could go wrong. Oh, yeah. Unless they've accounted for everything. Mm. No, but I just think it, the human error as well, I think, is what makes racing as well. It's all... Yeah. The only thing that can go wrong is the race car. And then you've got, obviously got your pit stop, your pit crew. So, like, anyone drops a wheel or someone drops the car too early... That is your human error, on obviously mm. driver. And the pistols are very important. So. Oh, it's the most probably one of the most important parts of the race. Your new tyres, your fuel, and everything. Well, not exactly going to get fuel this time, are you? If going mm. all electric. But. Yeah, it's like it, it said that with this series, they're planning to run it alongside the normal DTM series for as long as they're able to run DTM for. What's going on with DTM then? Are they taking it away or...? Uh, they're keeping it for now. It's just, this is all just sort of a concept at the moment. So if this takes off, they're planning of replacing DTM with this if, or something. If, that, if this electric series takes off, 
they're going to run DTM alongside it. Oh, so they're still long, keeping it alive. As long as they're able to run DTM. Oh, right. see, okay. Yeah. So they're not actually going to fully replace DTM. It's just when DTM dies out, this is the thing yeah, to replace. That's going to be the replacement. Yeah, but it's another electric series. I just... I'm not a fan of electric racing. Like I've tried to watch a Formula E race and I just get bored. Mm. I know they try and make it exciting and everything, but I just I'm not yeah. really a fan. The whole trying to make it exciting with like driver boost through social media and stuff. I don't know. I get the idea behind it. It's just yeah. No, nice. no, I prefer it just being the team and the driver and no sort of outside influence. In, yeah, influence, but. Mm be interesting to see how it does and maybe you know maybe you never know these robotic pit stops might add a bit of uh, drama to the racing you know no i seen so robots you get you get the leader coming for a pit stop and robot malfunctions you got to fix it quickly and uh flip he, the car he, he's over down, smashes <laughs> the windscreen he's down in p10 coming out of his smashed up car trying to finish <laughs> takes the wheels off just drops it <laughs> <laughs> it'd be interesting to see i, I don't think it'll be uh too amazing but if we get some funny moments like that i'll be uh, quite yeah. entertained i'll definitely yeah. watch it because i want to see how a robot pit stop would work i mm. think i think it'd be hilarious just imagine the compilation to come out with just robots <laughs> just dropping the car too early or like just going too high in the air or something and just missing, flipping it over missing the, the wheel nuts entirely yeah, and trying to take <laughs> the uh just trying to undo the wheel rim and you're like nah. it just launches the car over the pit wall <laughs> 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 just add enough of this to see like yeah. I wonder if working correctly how quick they can do it I think would it, it be faster than cause depends the, the if you human, have one for each like, wheel station yeah because at the minute like human they can do it fast so oh yeah but there's a lot of people yeah. involved and it's mm. like it's got to be all in unison if you could just have say four robots for each wheel station quickly one arm to take the wheel off one arm to undo the nuts and one arm to put the thing on could be could be quite a quick. Uh, yeah, now you said that, I I'm just realizing that how many people it takes to do the pit well, stop. When you so. look at a Formula One pit stop, there's at least over ten people. Yeah, so to have a robot replicate everything, I know it's not Formula One, but to replicate all of them processes. Yeah, I f it'll be quite interesting to see. Mm. But Jack, if you want to take us away with some new cars you found. Yeah, so starting off, we have the new Toyota Yaris. So this is the new Yaris, and it pretty much has a wide body at this point. And it runs on their new GAB platform. And it's the first to use this. And it means it has the 1.5 litre inline three electrified powertrain. So the system means that the, the electric motor alone provides 79 brake horsepower and 103 extra pound foot of torque. And according to their real world test, the battery pack will allow you to basically 80% of the average journey will be able to be used on the electric and you won't even have to bother using the combustion engine for that that's all right and uh they're also going to do just conventional powertrains as well with a non-hybrid 1.5 liter and one liter in line three and uh they're also thinking uh because we did an episode where we talked about other like the sporty yaris models they're thinking of doing two different pokia sporty models of this so they're to look out for but they've also come their like interpretation of the interior is to just have hands on the wheel eyes on the road ethos which means the interior is just minimalistic and just has mm. everything you need but nothing more and i really like it i think it's, it's just... very japanese i like yeah. the blue undertone on it i think that's pretty awesome. it's a very japanese philosophy of just sort of You've got everything there. It's practical use it. Yeah, it's just everyone has its use. And it's like, 
everything looks like decent quality in it. Like, although there's not loads of technology, every bit that's there looks like it deserves yeah, to be there. It looks quite nice. Like, like I say, the blue undertones on like the handles and in the uh, footwells, it's quite nice. Got a nice little heads up display or infotainment, whatever you want to call it on there. I think the only thing I think they could have probably done was uh, make the bottom of the steering wheel straight. You know how like some of them have like the sport steering wheels on like some oh, golfs yeah. if you, and some Mercedes. I think that probably could have just finished it off. But all in all, I think it's a pretty decent interior yeah, for the Yaris. But for the new hybrid, what yeah. I don't get is how they're making their small car into a massive car now. It's like with oh, all other car isn't manufacturers. Everyone, yes. I don't get it. I mean, they're meant to be small cars, and they're they're probably going to come out to the size of nearly like Mercedes C class. Yeah. Mm. And UK roads aren't getting any bigger. I mean, try and go down a single country lane in that thing, and you meet a tractor, you are done. Yeah, that's park car parking spaces as well. <laughs> they're not generous. No, but all in all, the looks of it exterior-wise, it looks like one of the old Yaris's, but the back's been pushed down, and that's how it's added length yeah. to it. If you know what mm. I mean. But, but who it, knows, this could be like SUV size by the time we actually see it. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, it doesn't look terrible for a Yaris, but it's a Yaris at the end of the day. It wasn't going to be the prettiest car in the no. bunch, was it really? So the next car I'm actually quite excited about, and this is the Copen GR. So Gazoo Racing has had a, like, they've overhauled completely the old Copen. So this is built by Toyota's subsidiary of Daihatsu. And, I mean, the most obvious changes come in the front and rear bumpers. They're way more aggressive. And they also have the new front and rear LED cluster lights. On top of that, there's also forged BBS wheels and uh, GR-branded Recaro seats. <laughs> and uh, underneath, all the dampers have been retuned. There's a whole new underbody and the front strut braces. And uh, you even get a limited slip differential if you choose the manual version. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, we're having a race car for the road. Yep. And uh, this is surprising, though. It still has the K-Car 660cc and 62 brake horsepower engine. Really? Yeah, because I, I thought if they're going to do this, and I, I don't... I don't I think at the minute it's only been released in Japan, but if they were doing it around the world, I thought they would have just given it something bigger. But obviously in Japan, if they want to keep it with the Copen roots and keep it as a K-Car... If they want to keep the tradition of it, really, then, yeah, they've got to keep the engine, but... It looks like all bark and no bite when you think about the powertrain of it and everything. But but as we know from the cappuccino, I mean, if you can harness that small little engine and actually develop it well, if it's a light, it's if fast. you can make it a light car as well, then hot, then low horsepowers aren't too bad. So no, it could be, especially with the suspension as well. Corner room might be all right in it. So and f I don't know if it has, but if it has forced induction, then. It, it could be a little pocket rocket yeah. at the end of the day. And it's expected to be around 18,000, which is a lot less than I thought. 18,000? Yeah. That's pretty cheap, to be fair. So, no, it's I a think. New sports car. Especially like a small two seater sports car. And I like the look of it. It's aggressive and it's just. It's, it's cool. an aggressive little pocket rocket. Yep. It's really <laughs> what it is. And, oh, I think the interior could probably do with a little bit of a spruce up, if anything. Yeah. Maybe a bit of colour to it because. It's just black and plain and what we've seen before with and every you, other car. When you look on the outside, it's almost like white and black, but there's a few little red touches. So if they did that in the interior... Maybe some red like stitching. stitching yes. yeah. Maybe on the steering wheel, like some where it's got the uh, silver bits, like maybe make them red or something. I don't, I don't know, but maybe some red undertones somewhere. Just make the interior just a little more lifelike. But yeah, but I mean, they don't have much room to work with it. And like the steering wheel, I think, would be way more 
just aggressive and racy. I think the in the exterior is beautiful. The interior must do better. Yeah, on the report card. But okay, next is a crazy car, we'll and it's it the Darts Prombom Black Stallion. So a bit of context: Darts, D A R T Z. Uh, the builders of deeply lavished, over-the-top, hyper-luxury SUVs that most famously have included skin from a Wales gentleman sausage and they make bulletproof car seats for your child. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, is this an American company, by the way? <laughs> so this car is actually being made for a movie. I'm, yeah, I'm going to guess it's American. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just the way everything looks, the way it's coming out yeah. with all these crazy designs, it's got to be at least an American company making it. Or Russian. <laughs> yeah, Russian would be a good guess. Why does guess. that look like it's going to be in the Fast and Furious film? It probably is, isn't it's it? It probably is. They haven't the released what movie they're making it for, but they have released it is for Fast and Furious 9, then. That's gonna, you're going to see Hobbs just pull down in that thing. Yep. Be like, look, don't worry. I've got your baby in the bulletproof car seat. It's all good. <laughs> they do. They have said they want to make a on-road version of this. But they said they were going to build it onto a chassis of like a um, Mercedes GLE or something, which I just don't think it would have the same stance. And there's no point. No, mm. I think they should just go from ground up and build it the, just themselves if they're going to do it. Because I think that's the only way they could capture that like this. Yeah, on just the absolutely just draw drop in like, nature of it. The massive size of the thing. Yeah, well, the interior. So it uses alligator skin, stingray skin, and real wood to make its interior. Oh, so Peter hates this car. <laughs> Oh, yeah. me as well. The uh, exterior is just uh, loads of like stealthy angles made of carbon fibre and steel. There's a skull in your filler cap. Yep. And uh, so the skull is made of alligator skin. Just to remind you when you're fueling up that your car is made of alligator skin. <laughs> a few animals had to die in the making of this car. But it's just it's just crazy. I think that's, that's all that can be said about it. That's <laughs> just is, mental. Um, that is literally just... A movie prop at the end of the day when you yeah. look at it. But I quite like one. I quite yeah. like to drive around in one. one. Just imagine driving around town and people see you in that, like someone cuts you off and you think, I can run you over. <laughs> it will not bury me. My at alligator all. skin says so. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting inside of the alligator of stingways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can run you over. It will not trouble me one bit. No. At least your child will be safe when you get into a shooting. <laughs> Bulletproof seat. Sorry, we're not America here? We don't get in shootings. <laughs> Air just, rifles, then. Just general like disagreements as we're driving down the road. Couple were. Uh, few fingers. Few, yeah, few, few fingers. fingers. All right, if you've got the bulletproof seat, just throw the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'll be a hard seat to catch. <laughs> just, just throw it out the car in front of you. <laughs> just lob it. <laughs> just lob it down. Who wants to go first on car debate today? Uh, oh, why not? I'll start. Yeah. yeah, I'll start. Why not? So what have we got today? Right, we've got some old mid-engine supercars. When I say old, they're talking about 2010 to yes. about 2013. So not not, re- old, not old, 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 but... When you think about how far they've come, it almost seems oh, yeah. like they're old, doesn't it? Like... Yeah, so uh, I've brought to the table the Ferrari 458 Italia, a personal favourite of mine. I quite like yes. this specific Ferrari. Uh, it's got a 4.5 litre V8 naturally aspirated, pushing 562 brake horsepower and 398 pounds feet of torque. 
a top speed of seven uh, 210 miles per hour <laughs> from a uh, seven speed dual clutch yeah not to 60 in 3.4 seconds if he's going to buy one of these brand new it would cost you 240k uh same price for these now depreciated a little bit to 180k mm-hmm. bells and whistles on it uh you've got an e-different electronic differential uh, compact lightweight gearbox because it was all to do with uh, the Ferrari motorsport team also involved with the building oh, of this amazing, car. Yeah. Uh, four corner ceramic self ventilated brake discs, racing seats, uh, leather interior, multifunctional steering wheel which is common on most Ferraris, uh, aircon, alloy wheels, and digital uh, speedometer. So yeah, not a lot of toys really, but you're buying yeah. a Ferrari at the <laughs> end of the day. That's, that, that's all you car. need to know. <laughs> I it mean, it looks great. The interior is good. It's no. just one of my personal favorites. Just the looks of it. Not even just the spec. The looks of this car is just sleek and just, nice. Out of all the Ferraris they've ever made, the exterior on this is Lovely. my personal favorite. So I have got an interesting car that <laughs> some of you may not have heard of, but this is a car like Connor said. Like this is one of my favorites. It's been out there for a while, and this is the Noble M six hundred. Bit of British engineering here. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to start by mentioning, unlike the other two, the M600 was hand-built by a team of 20 workers at the company's Leicestershire facility. And uh, so there's three different models. There's a fiberglass body, a carbon fiber body, and a Targa top version. And so it runs on a 4.4-litre Yamaha-built Volvo V8 engine with uh, Garrett's Air Research twin turbochargers with variable boost control. And uh, this allows the buyer to choose from the variable power outputs. You can either have the 450 horsepower road setting, the 550 horsepower track setting, or the 650 horsepower race setting. And that can all be changed on the dash with a with a switch. And uh, that goes through a six-speed manual gearbox Jeez. and has red line at 7,000 RPM. So 0 to 60 is in three seconds exactly, and 0 to 120 in 8.9 seconds, and a top speed of 225 miles an hour. Uh, the interior has twin height upholstery, gloss carbon fiber trim standard, and the starting price of 206,000. No, that is a British for, interior. If yeah, I've ever yeah. seen one. You can pick them up for about 178,000 now, but. Uh, let's just not look at the interior. Wait, when, when you when you get in that car, with how much of a side for when the doors are? Do you have to try and get in the car in the shape of the shape? I think so. Yeah. You sort of have to walk up to it and jump in. And yes, slide. just stand sideways and you have to hop in sideways. What? Yeah, no, the, but I mean, what can you expect? It's not. It's not they it's don't have Leicester. the budget and the, no. But does that does that gear stick look like it came out of a Land Rover or something? With how high up it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, just walked into a scrap. Oh, that would do. Yeah. Uh, right, boys. <laughs> We need to get a gear lever. We think it's small and compact. Yeah. Uh, see that defender over there? Get I'm me that one now. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's very does the job mentality. Mm. It is. Uh, and it looking is... at the key there, it looks like a key from like a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> that is just your British engineering at its finest yeah. in that interior. But the car goes. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, the specs on the car are brilliant. The exterior looks great as well, but. Is that interior? Could they have just got someone else in to yeah, do just that paid interior? Someone else to do it. Maybe a Lamborghini or something to come in and be like, "There you go." <laughs> Look at this. So but no, Jack, it's uh, definitely impressive. Yeah. So, so Jared, uh, what have we got? What I've got is the McLaren MP4-12C. The most so, complicated uh, name in nearly all <laughs> motorsport yeah. history. It, it, it is like if you've ever done Java in school, 
figure out the name of that. <laughs> um, yeah, it has it uh, produces 592 horsepower from a 3.8 liter twin turbo V8. Puts out 443 foot pound of torque. Seven speed dual clutch, flappy paddles, or automatic basically. Not to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Wow. Not to 106 seconds. Ooh. That's McLaren engineering for you. Yeah. Uh, Total speed of 207 miles an hour, though. So Mm -hmm. on the lower end. Um, If anyone was in a budget for right now to want to buy one of these, you're looking at 70 to 80 grand. I know that down. 70 to 80 grand for one of these? Yeah, they have gone down. How much were they brand new? 168,000 and a half. Jesus Christ. So if you think how long they've come out and how many McLarens have come out since, yeah, no true. wonder it's gone down. So I mean, I'd still buy one. You can oh, get yeah. some awesome power from 2.8 second 0 to 60. I mean, you'd be gone. Like, uh, well, if you're seeing the pictures on YouTube or whatever, you can see it's got a, uh, what you sort of expect, everything that you'd want, like the... Yeah. The mon- like the monitor and all of that's that stuff. It's a fighter pilot it's, cockpit, isn't it? It's all on your side. The passengers are like, no, you got nothing. No, nah, you got nothing. They don't need anything. They're the passenger. <laughs> a lot of carbon as well, which I yeah. actually I like. That's, what, that's one thing it McLaren works. always do is a lot of carbon, and yeah. I love it. But it works well with how their cars look, though. Yes, it is. It's their engineering style, and I think it's brilliant. I love yeah. it. Yeah. No, so, uh, can we get what sort of specs, like anything else on it, or? Uh, I think the speed is amazing. Yeah, to be fair, just yeah. the speed of that alone is uh, quite a staggering amount. Just I can't believe two point what was it two point two point eight seconds on a naught to sixty speed. That's almost pushing like McLaren Senna type of <laughs> speed. So I want to start off by what what should we go interiors first? Interior first. Do not even bring up the Noble. I'm sorry. No. As much as it's a quick car and it looks great outside, it's just, it's, uh, it's just dead on the interior. And it's got like the fact that it's got the manual gearbox and like the handbrake is an actual handbrake, whereas the others are like just electronic, like integrated into everything. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a yeah. No, I don't get past we're, that. We're gonna go away from that. Can we bring up the Ferrari interior? Yeah, please? of course. Because I think it is just the same as every other Ferrari that's my only thing. the thing is though I think we have to bear in mind you know we always mention that Ferrari interiors look the same yeah they all look the same as this I'm pretty sure this was the first Ferrari this to, the have first Ferrari to have mm-hmm. this so they all have copied this one but this was the I think was the first to have this kind of style so yeah, yeah. See, it's a nice interior don't get me wrong like the chrome running along it it all look it looks mm. the place and it works well, and obviously you've got a big red star but yeah <laughs> But I just like the way the McLaren yeah. looks in the uh, uh, fighter pilot type mm, style. I think, yeah, I think I'd have to with go all, the McLaren. Yeah, so like with all the uh, carbon fiber and just the way it's all set up, I think. Just imagining sitting in that seat, like with everything surrounding you. Oh, it'd be a madness. Great. I think interior-wise, McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. Exterior, am I going to make a bold statement and just go Ferrari straight away? Um, I'm going to say know. McLaren. You're saying McLaren? Really? I reckon it's nice. It's not. Don't get me wrong. It's nice, but when you compare it to the Ferrari, it's it's the Ferrari. It's at yeah. four five eight Italia. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm I, either the Noble or the McLaren. You I got, just love you how pick raw one. the. I'm not letting you pick two. Pick one. Noble. Noble. 
we're not gonna make a decision. We're not gonna have to. We're not gonna agree with this one then. This one's open ended. Yeah, this is definitely. a good one because we all are very good fans of the ones we have. Yeah, I think that was quite good. Uh, spec wise, I think the. I've got top speed, I think, but Jarrah's definitely got not sixty. Yeah, yours not sixty. It's just mind boggling. Yeah. Mm. What was your top speed again, Jarrah? Two hundred twenty-five. He's two ten. With a manual gearbox. Two oh seven. What was your brake horsepower? I just want to know if it was absurdly more than. Oh, uh, six fifty. Six fifty. Yeah, for the biggest. Jeez, you're nearly a hundred more than mine. I'm five six two. What are you on, Jack? Five ninety two. So I've got the. I'm paying for exterior, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that's the gist I'm getting here. But I think I've got. Yeah, yours is obviously the cheapest, but I think is mine cheaper than yours? Yeah, mine was extortionate. They came out at two two hundred and six thousand. Two hundred and six thousand. Which I I'm how much was yours? Yours is mine was two hundred and forty to start with, and Ferra- now it's hundred and eighty now. But it's a Ferrari, whereas this isn't a Ferrari. Like the inter- I don't think this is. I don't worth get how they actually priced that at two hundred and six thousand. No I do way. not know. For that interior as well. No, if they come up to me and said, it. Brand new supercar. Oh, they they lifted the specs. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is amazing. Then you walk over and you see that interior. How could they charge that? Is just. I mean, you can kind of expect it, but still, it's not two hundred and six. I think like one hundred and fifty when it came out brand new is probably about right. No, mm. I'll, I'll give them a bit more than that, just because of the engineering and the specs you've got yeah. on it. Maybe oh, one hundred and eighty, like isn't it? Yeah, maybe one hundred and eighty yeah. to go with, but but no, not not, not, not north of two hundred. Yeah, because now they're about one hundred and eighty if you want to pick one up, but. Uh, but... That's 180 if you want to pick one up. That's the same yeah. price as a 458 Italia if you wanted to yeah. get one. But there, I do have to mention there's a lot of other specs. There's like full carbon exterior oh, ones. There's some, there are some nice ones out there. The picture we have is just a bog standard blue and black. But I like that blue, to be fair. It's like a baby, mm, like yeah. baby light blue, and I quite like that. I think that's probably a nice colour. But the Ferrari's just <laughs> in the standard Ferrari red. The Italia's just so sleek. And it, it is very I do want to bring up maybe a topic that I might be able to win. Go Driving on. experience. The Noble's going to be raw. He's Manual got... gearbox, how fast it is, like the hand build, it's just, it's going to be a banging car to drive. Probably, if it holds up. It's, it know. will hold up. <laughs> I don't know, a bit of British engineering no. investor is... Uh, I don't want to say there's some dodgy people up there, but you know, you never know. <laughs> Ferraris are beautiful cars, but... They're more of a showpiece. Yeah. I will agree with that. You mm. have the Ferrari and the Lamborghini. Ferrari is just a beautiful car. and That is just something that when yeah. you're building your garage, you put that light towards the back as like maybe a cent, like, like a, just a centerpiece towards yeah. the base. It is a beautiful Don't get thing. me wrong. It's fast and I'm sure it's great to drive. But If you're going to buy a Ferrari, you're not going to buy probably a 458 Italia for the driving experience. You, if, you, if you're going to do that, you buy maybe a LaFerrari or yeah, a, a fourth yeah, XX, Speciale it, or something. XSXK. Yeah. Uh, but no, but just to have one of these to look at is just a glorious thing. Should we go to the what would you buy tomorrow? If I was going to buy one tomorrow, I'd get them. Is McLaren. anyone confident to actually say what they? You... Yep, I'll get them a clarinet. Cut me off before I even have to. <laughs> <do that. laughs> yep, no, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I, I'm as much as I like the Noble, I'll go the McLaren. Jack, yeah, I have the same McLaren as well. Just due to the, I like the way the interior looks. And it's I, I'm I'm also a big fan of McLaren's. Like I yeah. I P1 is obviously my favourite car, as you guys know. I'm mm. a massive fan of the Senna and all other McLarens. Like I'm also going to have to know the McLaren. Yeah. 
Just, Even the exterior as well. It's just, mm. it's just the road presence. It is the road pl- presence of having a McLaren. Is just, yeah. Is one of the most beautiful things in life. And it goes. <laughs> is is it the most beautiful things in life? Is like watching a sunset, your child being born, and then like a McLaren. And a McLaren P1 in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> is that not how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I definitely. So I think clear winner here is going to probably be the McLaren. If we're all going to buy it tomorrow, and we can't, yeah. we can't not say it's the winner. So. Well, the McLaren, you have uh, won us over again with another car. (laughs) Just keep pumping them out. I mean, 600 LT, anyone? Anyone? Mm, anyone? Let's Mm. let's not get started on that. (laughs) Just going down the... uh, Beautiful car. Going down the McLaren route here, just uh, everything. (laughs) Next week, we'll have a McLaren-focused podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come in with McLaren T-shirts. McLaren Five seventy GT versus, like, five seventy C versus... No. Most sport news is only McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> new cars, new McLaren. <laughs> see, this sounds like a great idea. I don't see the drawbacks yeah. on this at all. So, yeah, so tune in next week for the uh, McLaren podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are changing our name. We are no longer Car Week Evo. It is the McLaren Fanboys podcast. Yeah. <laughs> passionate, not pa- fan. Passionate. Passionate, not fanboys. <laughs> McLaren passionate fa- podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the MPP. <laughs> Close to MP4. <laughs> no, but I think after our lovely little rant about McLaren, I think that's a pl- good place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, thank you all for listening and for watching if you're on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, like the video, comment anything you would like to see, and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on whatever platform you're on, give us a uh, rating. Five stars is no less. We won't yeah. accept any more. <laughs> okay? You'll get a free McLaren if you do five stars. <laughs> we have, we've struck a deal. There you go. <laughs> No, but if, uh, give us a rating, uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, and uh, check out our Twitter and Instagram. It'll be in the description down below on the YouTube and should be in the description yeah. on the uh, podcast. Regular posts. Yeah, regular posts on there. Uh, it is at Car Week Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram, so easy to find us. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, on thank that. you for watching. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.